Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, all you beautiful people who are smart enough to listen to my podcast. <laughs> oh, goodness, that's quite a way to start, huh? Um, I just wanted to say thanks to all of you, a big thank you, because, man, this past month, April, we kind of broke some records with um, with how many of you are listening and where you're listening from and the number of downloads, and that's all because of you. It's all because you're helping spread the word. You're making social media posts or you're sharing episodes or you're telling your friends. And I just want you to know that I really, really appreciate it. I do everything I can to make sure every episode is powerful and impactful and that it brings something useful to you in your life when it comes to weight loss and health and your body and how you think about all those things. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Now let's get into this episode and it all starts with Facebook. That's maybe not not a great way to start things, right? But it all really does start with Facebook. I was scrolling through the other day, and suddenly my heart sinks, and like smoke starts coming out of my ears. What I saw in this post was a perfect example of one of the biggest and most defeating weight loss mistakes. It's brutal. It causes people to struggle, to spin their wheels, to work their butt off, and to get absolutely nowhere. So, what did I see on Facebook? Well, someone posted a picture of an ice cream sundae. And I was like, oh great, they're enjoying an ice cream sundae. And they said that that was how they were coping with some stress that they were having in their life. And yes, I know emotional eating and stress eating, that's not a great thing. But that's not what bothered me so bad. It was the first comment that I saw on this post. Now, I guess... In an attempt to maybe make this person feel better, somebody thought it'd be a great idea to say this. Oh, don't worry. An extra mile of running will take care of that. Oh. My. Goodness. Again, look, I'm sure this person was just trying to be supportive to their friend. You know, at least that's what I'm hoping. But this response, this phrase, this mindset is so loaded with bad stuff <laughs> that I'm not even sure where to start. So here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to just boil it down to the three big things that are totally wrong with this phrase, with this mindset, and this whole approach. So here we go. Number one, it doesn't work. <laughs> you cannot outwork what you eat. You cannot outrun your fork or spoon. In episode number 38, I talked about the swimming pool analogy. It's a great way, it's a really simplified uh, way and il illustration for weight loss. And it's super applicable here. See, if the water in the swimming pool represents all of the fat on your body, like the weight that you want to lose, then your desire is obviously to reduce the amount of water in the pool, to reduce the amount of fat on your body, right? Okay, good. So you go to work, you grab a bucket, you start dipping the water out of the pool. This is the equivalent of exercise. You're actually physically working to hopefully reduce your body fat stores to reduce your weight. Now, I say hopefully because there's another giant factor. Imagine you're busting your butt, you're pouring sweat, you're working yourself to death with that bucket. 
frantically dipping water out of the pool. And then you look down and you realize there's a water hose that's run up to the edge of the swimming pool and it's on full blast. So just as quickly as you're dipping water out, it's pouring even more water in. You're fighting a losing battle. The water hose is your nutrition, obviously. And your, you in the bucket, that's your exercise. So the water hose represents everything that you eat and drink on a daily basis. Sometimes it's full throttle like a fire hydrant, and other times it's barely a trickle. But the point is this. People will work themselves to death to drain their pool, to lose weight, to reduce body fat, while the biggest factor that will tremendously help or tremendously limit you is the freaking water hose. It's your day-to-day nutrition. It only makes sense to go adjust the input, the water hose. That's how you lose weight and reduce body fat. That is how you are successful without working yourself to death with exercise only to see tiny, tiny progress or no progress at all from all of your hard work. And then just in case you don't believe me, let's put some numbers to it, okay? So let's say that you're dead set on on working off your bad food, you know, quote unquote, your bad food. Okay, well, if you eat two slices of pizza, approximately like one quarter of a large pre of a large pizza, don't think that going for a 30-minute walk is going to help. You need 42 minutes of running. You need to go on a run for 42 minutes. And how about uh, that slice of chocolate cake that we like to enjoy sometimes? Maybe, you know, hey, I'll do, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy this cake. I'll do 15 extra minutes on the elliptical. Ha! Yeah, good try. Try three hours of cardio. 15 minutes on the elliptical won't touch a fork full of icing. Three hours of cardio or three and a half hours of strength training. And then to get back to the Facebook post to burn off that ice cream sundae, like the lady mentioned, an extra mile, like the friend suggested, it won't even touch it. She would need to walk for five miles or run for four miles. (laughs) Or she could go do some intense like circuit training class, maybe like Orange Theory or something like that, and she would need to go for a full hour with weights and cardio together. Now, just in case, just in case you, you know, you're a workout warrior and you might be thinking, well, Corey, that's not so bad. I don't mind going out and running four miles or whatever. Here's what you've got to remember. All of that exercise just brings you back to zero. (laughs) It's It just gets you back to even from one thing that you ate. Just one thing. You're back to baseline. You're not even losing weight. You're not even progressing forward. But honestly, I don't even like this whole like one-to-one comparison because it's just not how your body works, and it's certainly not how real weight loss works. So you guys have heard me say it before. Your body has an internal ecosystem. That's what I like to call it. And the state or health, if you will, of that ecosystem has a dramatic impact, a huge impact on how your body processes and stores or burns different foods. There are so many more factors than simply how many calories did I eat with that treat and what can I do to burn it off? That is such a simplified like approach that just doesn't work. But when you get sucked into that mindset, that's just the beginning of the issue. Because right around the corner is the really big problem that's beginning to take root. And this brings us to our next point, the second big thing that is just terrible about this whole approach. See, before you know it, you'll begin to hate exercise 
because you subconsciously see it as punishment for the bad stuff that you've been eating. So just to explain this, let's go through a really quick progression of how it works. So someone decides they want to get in shape, right? They want to get in shape, lose weight, so they start exercising. Maybe they join a gym. Maybe they just take up running. Maybe they start doing group classes, whatever. And instantly, whether they realize it or not, they see exercise as the solution. Want to lose weight? Want to get in shape? Exercise is the answer. It's their go-to. It's, it's become their go-to when it comes to losing weight and getting fit. And I get it. From that perspective, it seems to totally make sense. But let's keep moving along with this progression. Somewhere along the way, this person realizes, oh, wow, like, I've been working out consistently. I've been busting my tail. I'm, I'm really not making much progress. Sure, I feel like maybe I'm in better shape, kind of, but I really haven't lost much weight. And I can't see a whole lot of difference in my body. Like, I get maybe my clothes are fitting a little better. I don't know. So they go, well, maybe I need to think about what I'm eating. They begin paying more attention to their food. Maybe they do a full-blown diet. Maybe they start keto or they do some weight loss challenge. Maybe they just try to, quote, unquote, eat healthier. Maybe they just cut out stuff that they think is bad, like bread or sweets or anything processed. But what they don't realize is, they're not going to be perfect with their new diet or food goals. And when perfect doesn't happen, it slowly creeps into their head that they need to equal things out by doing an extra workout or doing some extra cardio or running an extra mile or whatever. And then, unfortunately, before they know it, exercise has gone from something that they enjoyed and kind of looked forward to to punishment. Now, suddenly, before you know it, you're a slave to exercise. It's like a way to pay off your food debts instead of like, man, I'm excited. I get to go to the gym today. I get to go exercise today. Instead of that, it's become, oh, geez, man, I have to go work out because I ate that dang brownie last night. Like, I got to put in some extra work, man. And like I said earlier, one of the worst parts it really doesn't even work. It's not a one-for-one one, tit-for-tat. It's not how your body or weight loss works. And here's the really, really crappy part. When you go destroy yourself in the gym or run two extra miles or work out twice in one day, all in the name of burning off the junk food that you ate yesterday, it totally backfires because your body isn't going, oh yeah, okay, good job, Nancy. Way to burn off that cake. No, your body is thinking forward not backward. So it starts to freak out a little about the future. And it says, you know, wait a minute, hold on. I'm a little concerned. I'm getting a little worried because we just burned so many calories. So let's, you know what? Here, hold on. Let's do this. Let's crank up the cravings, shoot the appetite through the roof, make her or him really hungry for the rest of the day. <laughs> that, my friends, is the way it works. You're focused on the past, trying to pay off your food debt, and your body is focused on the future, worried about not starving to death. And before you know it, it's just a big screwed up mess inside your head because it all started from a place of good intentions, but now suddenly you've grown to hate exercise and it's not working. You dread your workouts because you see them as punishment for eating that delicious food. It's like, wait, God, can I never eat delicious food without having to punish myself? And it doesn't stop there. Your enjoyment of exercise is gone, 
And now your whole food perspective is being attacked, which brings us to our third and final point. Number three, you will begin to see food as bad and good. Now, I've covered this before on the podcast, so I'm not going to go crazy on it today, but here's the bottom line. My friends, listen, food is not good or bad, and you are not good or bad when you eat it. When you eat broccoli, that doesn't make you a better person. (laughs) And when you eat a cookie or ice cream, that doesn't make you a bad person. And you shouldn't be ashamed of it. Food is not good and bad. Food is situational. All food is just situational. But it's that whole concept is terribly hard to grasp once you get sucked into this whole got to work out to work off my bad food debt self-defeating cycle mess. Like once you're in there, it's so hard to see this perspective and to see this truth. And even if, here's the thing, even if you somehow make this work for you, I promise it will only work for a while because you'll get sick of the whole thing and it is simply just not a long-term solution. And maybe worse, you're just going to grow to hate it. You're going to grow to hate the whole process. Like, let's say you lose your weight. You want to lose 20 pounds. You lost it. And now you're just doing the whole tit-for-tat, one-for-one, punish yourself with exercise because you had some cake this weekend because you were at a wedding. Whatever. Over time, you're just going to grow to hate the whole process and to wish that you could enjoy food and enjoy your workouts again. Sure, you've lost some weight. That's great. But you don't enjoy life. And you can't freely enjoy food because there's this nonstop tracker in your head that alerts you every time you eat something that you think is bad. And you make a few mental notes about how you'll have to do an extra workout next week or you got to work extra hard or run an extra mile. If that sounds good to you, go for it. (laughs) But it's not what I teach or preach or believe in. See, I believe the whole process of losing weight and getting fit should be one big freaking celebration. Exercise is a celebration because we're so amazed and thankful for what our body can do. Rest. When you're not exercising and you're intentionally resting, rest is a celebration. Not because we deserve it, because we've been working so hard. No, because we're humans and we're meant to rest and sleep and recover and enjoy that. And food, my friends, food is a celebration, all of it. The broccoli and grilled chicken is a celebra- celebration because we're feeding our body amazing nutrients that help it and that help you progress toward your goals and toward what you want. And guess what? The cookies and ice cream and pizza and cheesecake and name it, keep, keep the list going. All of those things are a celebration too because without them, you're out of balance and you won't truly enjoy all of the social outings and parties and weddings, and you just won't truly enjoy life in general. You won't enjoy all that life has to offer. Exercise and your body and food, all of it, it's meant to be enjoyed. And the more we embrace that and do that, the more empowered we are to make great choices. Not because we have to, but because we want to, (laughs) because we're enjoying the process. 
I truly believe this is how God intended it to be. And once you truly get this, oh my gosh, it's so freeing. It's like a breath of fresh air. You no longer feel the need to punish yourself with exercise, and you don't need to starve yourself to death. Neither works ever. They're self-defeating. So, my friends, today, my special request to you is this. Please, please stop doing this to yourself. Stop punishing yourself with exercise and labeling food as good and bad and then taking those labels on yourself. And instead, this week, try something different. Take a few deep breaths. Smile. (laughs) Smile like a genuine smile and love yourself a little more than usual. And realize that food is not bad or good. And exercise is meant to be fun, not punishment. Give yourself some grace, some forgiveness, some permission to eat that brownie without guilt. And then just enjoy your normal workout without forcing yourself to do more. And if you're willing to do this, it can be the beginning of something beautiful. It can be the beginning of a totally new, fun, light, freeing weight loss journey. You'll be amazed at how easily weight loss can come and how much fun it can be when you adopt this new mindset and this new approach. So, my friends, look, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed what I shared, and if you just enjoy this podcast in general, and you haven't yet Signed up for my free audio program. Catalyst, what are you doing? What are you thinking? (laughs) Look, if you like the honesty that I bring, if you're tired of all the bull crap and lies in the weight loss industry, then you will love Catalyst. I pull the curtain back on the weight loss industry and I show you why you've struggled in the past, how the diet industry often just makes things much worse, and then I explain what to do instead to get consistent results that last. Again, like I said, the program's totally free. I'm almost finished with it. It'll be released probably in the next few weeks. So if you want to register, go to the show notes, or if you're on Apple uh, Podcasts, you can scroll down. There should be a link. You'll see it. And sign up for Catalyst. I would love for you to be part of that. All right, my friends. Always remember, don't ever forget, it doesn't matter if your scale says 120 or 210 or 350 or 500 because there's more to you and your body than what you weigh and losing weight when you do it the right way not by punishing yourself with exercise but the right way losing weight is really about gaining life and enjoying the crap out of your life (laughs) oh my friends that's it y'all are the best thank you so much for your time today much love god bless bye-bye